BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Like 45 minutes later, that one hotspot... is now a larger hotspot. And whatever it hit caught on fire. So like two hours later, the entire tractor trailer is this massive inferno. And I was like, I've weapons effects achieved. Like the you got them. Welcome to the Bro Chat. Yeah, we don't figure out who has the intro. Peter, I love it when you do the intro. So I mean I get nothing. It's yeah, been a while. Okay. I think you have it. Yeah, it reminds me. Have you guys you guys know Nate Bargazzi? The comedian. Have we talked about? Oh this? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's, yeah he's class. Great. But he's got a Hilarious. podcast. I didn't know. Yeah, called Nate Land. If you guys haven't heard it, you got to check it out. It's basically yeah. a bro chat, but they're comedians, so they have nothing like, of any significance. Yeah, it's way funnier, and not a whole lot gets said of any value. But it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, they 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 pork away their intros all the time. It's great. I like um, it. Yeah. So here we go. I'm not doing it though. I refuse. So no, that's you. That that was yeah, That's that. You have to, right? I can't plug Nate Land without. Maybe they give us a little kickback. We reach there out to go. him. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, Rain, you got the. My intro is going to be introducing Rain, who will give us the official intro. So it's good to see. It's been it's been a while. A couple of months. So Rain, tell us what we're doing here. Yeah, smooth, man. That was really smooth. Well, I'm coming from Singapore. I mean, look at the technology. We're just all over the world. Um, it has been. It's been like two months. But kicking off, we've got Kodiak Shack, Afterburn Podcast. Coming together, we're going to solve the world's problems. We're going to document it. But This time I, for real. I mean, it's been a busy summer. Bender, you were like flying all over the Pacific or getting stuck somewhere, I think. Um, you had a big, big TDY, right? Can you tell me? I, I want to hear about it. Flash said there were a lot of shenanigans. With you and your movement to wherever you were going, I want to hear about it. Yeah, I got left behind. I got hubcapped. It was pretty bad. I don't know if you've ever been TDY as a single fighter pilot, like just one fighter pilot TDY. It's miserable. Apparently, uh, we're social no creatures. So, yeah, there were no bros. It started really strong. So, we left on a Monday, six ship with some uh, uh, slick. So, Salt Lake City Guard guys hooked us up. But instead of going, we were going to go. It makes sense. Like, the fastest way to get to Guam is like, you know, fly west. So Hawaii and then to Guam. They're like, nah, let's fly to Alaska and then to Guam. So we ended up, yeah, it's great. Yeah, (laughs) something like that. Uh, So Alaska, getting to Alaska is fine. Nothing really broke. Uh, It does make the AOS from Alaska to Guam like 11 and a half hours though. So that's painful. Um, But we got there and so we had a three-day kind of layover, whatever, waiting for the tankers. Uh, so those three days were awesome. There was six of us. We were just raging. The first night was pretty epic. Uh, we went to Denali, ran a river. Like, it was a good time. And then the day we, like, showed up for our AOS and the air stairs at Fairbanks International, like, drove itself, whatever, <laughs> into the nose of the KC-10. So they're yeah. like, oh, you have no more tanker. So uh, we just went back to our hotel. So we got to stay an extra four days. So we were a week into the TDY, and the jets are stuck in Alaska. And then we finally get the next wave of tankers. And as we're taking the runway, I'm number four, and we're cleared for takeoff or whatever. And then I get a one of my fans, like I get a cool fail. Uh, we call him ICAW. But anyway, I can't blast with that. So I, we cancel takeoff clearance. I run back to Chalks, hoping that I can just cold iron, which is just restarting a jet and cranking it back up. But it ends up being hard broke. So they're like, we'll see you, Bender. And so all five of them blast with the tankers, and then I'm just stuck in freaking Eilson. And I don't know, there's rules against single ship AOSs. So like the PK of me getting out of there was pretty low. 
Uh, so it was a yeah, depressing you, day. You always leave like another jet there, like mutual yeah. support. And then the, yeah, the priority of it, if you're a singleton, yeah, I don't think you can do it or maybe you, you can, can with a waiver, but yeah, I think you can get a waiver, but I, the, the game plan is like, Oh, we got some Vipers that were trying to go to Korea so that they eventually like, we'll just tack you on to the Vipers going to Korea and then, you know, get yourself to Guam from there. But like, we're not built for that. Like it's an F-35, like, and we're, you know, fighter pots. Like I can fly around my base pretty well and get back. But like to fly from Alaska and then find my way somewhere in Japan and then find my way again to Guam, like that's a heavy lift. So I was like, no kidding, like in the, what, our JTD, so like a dash one, like looking at fuel numbers. And the F-35 engineers are like, these guys are never going to look at this. It was like one little chart and it's not very good information. I'm like, well, I could either be, you know, like 5,000 pounds heavy or I could be 5,000 pounds short, like. Who knows what the truth that is? So it was mostly like just launch and see how far you can get, which is what I did. So launched with some Vipers, <laughs> which turns out I've never flown with the Vipers since flying the F-35. But Vipers are kind of a pit, like the takeoff. Like they were like climbing out, just you just see them laboring. Like I was up at 20,000 and they're still like 11,000. Like plus, you know, they're like three bag and whatever yeah. else they were carrying. Block 40s They were heavy. Yeah, block 40s also. Anyway, it was a good time. It was a Juvets. There, it was fun. So anytime you're with other fighter pots, even if you don't know them, it's a good time. So and you pop a go pill, so it's like for so many a weeks. party. Yeah, that's right. Plus that, yeah. The <laughs> like other voices, yeah. yeah. There were a bunch of Strike Eagles that showed up there. You'd have been excited to hang out with them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's unproven. We're not, we're not sure that's. <laughs> we have to test that specifically. Got our Strike uh, Eagle hate in for the. Yeah, yeah. The AOS for the bingo. Eagles. Jeez. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the yeah. Bingo. Oh, we didn't bring the I didn't bring the bingo card up. It's probably a bridge too far on my computer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that. Oh yeah, the bro chat right. bingo. The bro chat bingo. That's good. Got to find like that. It. Yeah, yeah, I think I can what? find it. Did you Did you land in Japan and then have to go from Japan to wherever you were going? Yeah. So I I was doing like gas calculations the whole time, but I was on deck, so it was actually pretty. I was having a good time doing it. But I was like, if I can just sneak another couple thousand pounds, I made it to Okinawa. So that's as far as I got. So we split somewhere over the middle of Japan. They went to Korea, and I've, I continued on to Okinawa. And uh, Japanese controllers, I forgot, like, they're not, they are not athletes as far they're as, like, being able rigid. to. So I'm like, oh, if I just cut this off and go direct to this point, like, I'm going to save so much gas. So I, like, asked for that, and he's like, say again? I asked for, like, six times because he couldn't understand me. Finally, he's like, negative. And then he read off the entire route, which had 35 points on it. Uh, as filed or whatever so i'm like (laughs) yeah like please it's like not a different anyway it was so i forgot about that so i just shut up and flew my route or whatever but yeah i landed in kadena and then the maintenance team from ielson had been like hey we got a maintenance team waiting for you in kadena and then the aos guy's like hey i got your ppr i talked to ops there they're all going to be ready for you and i landed and tower's like where do you want to go And i'm like i don't know where to go like where are other other fighters around here i could park next to (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you want the Delta ramp. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to the Delta ramp. And I like pull up the Delta ramp, and there's like F-15s and F-22s and F-16s and F-35s and Navy F-35s. There's just like jets everywhere, and they're all pointed in opposite. Like there's no like rhyme or reason to where everybody is parked. They're all mixed together too. So I like stop there, and I like look, and there's probably 30 ground crews of different airplanes just like looking at me like, what is this guy doing? Um, I didn't know where to go. So I, <laughs> yeah, I just like drive down this taxiway. You know, just like staring at everybody, see if anybody like smiles and waves. Like, you know, you should park with Come me. But nobody did. Yeah, they're all just like, who's this clown? And every Japanese like little car of, you know, the Japanese, whatever maintenance people that are around there, same thing. Just like, who is this clown? So I end up just stopping in the middle of this ramp. Like I just give up. I'm like, I have no idea where to go. Call back to tower. I'm like, is there an ops frequency or something I can talk to? And credit to the the Falcons or an F-35 squadron up at uh Ielson. so they are deployed there right now so they gave me their ops freak i called the top three and he hooked me up so as soon as i like parked in the spot he gave me you know there's like 40 maintainers there and they're all pissed off that i've just like dropped this jet in the middle of their operations uh and then one lieutenant who's awesome he's got a cooler full of like drinks and like sandwich for me everything uh so they they totally hooked me up um so that is an awesome thing about you know the fighter pilot culture like they were ready even though they had no idea what was coming, like they knew exactly what to do. They threw all that stuff in, like picked me up, grabbed my gear, got me a hotel room, and took me out to dinner. Like it was awesome. And then 
had all my products ready for the next day, like looked up the ATO stuff because I couldn't do it. Anyway, it was like first class treatment. It was it was money. So I owe those guys big. Uh, but as far as the Hill guys, nobody somehow the message did not get through like nobody had any where they're like where's the rest of your airplanes i'm like it's just me like can you do that i'm like not no right. i guess like i'm not supposed to yeah Here i am Surprise. you just one hop? yeah to guam after that yeah no unfortunately you can't one hop to guam so wow that it was a it was an ordeal this could take a long time are we gonna go through the whole yeah. thing but all the time yeah. so the plan was to go so i like hustled I get to Kadena. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to turn this the next day. So, you know, it was like a 10-hour shorty. I'm like, I'll just get quick sleep, and then I'll turn and go to Palau, which is where the my squadron was. And Palau's like the dream. Like, that's like, I'm excited to go to Palau. And then I get a text, of course, like from my commander. She's like, hey, maintenance wants you to go to Guam so they can, like, do some inspections first before you go to Palau. And I like, lost my crap. I'm like, no. Like, if I go to Guam, I know it's just going to get stuck there. And everybody else is going to have a good time at the freaking beach resort in Palau. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck at Guam by myself. So I argued, you know, I tried to argue that for a couple hours. I ended up losing. Uh, and so they made me go to Guam. And so I had to, like, find a tanker. I didn't do it. Somebody at the AOC did. But they found me a tanker that had some extra gas. So the next morning I was going to blast out of Kadena catch the tanker, and then he was going to land at Guam, so he was just going to drag me back to Guam. But the Japanese ATC at Kadena wouldn't let me, they wouldn't give me clearance. They wouldn't even, like, respond to me. So it's not only... Dip clearances. How'd you get all your dip clearances? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. So maybe that was the problem. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, I would like my clearance. And they're like, stand by. And it was an hour. I'm like, I need clearance. Because the tanker's not going to sit there. He can't sit there forever. I'm like, I'm going to miss this tanker. And then I, who knows what's going to happen. And they're like... They just didn't respond. So I ended up called back to ops. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to take off VFR. Is that allowed in Japan? They're like, uh, no. And I'm like, what can I do? And they're like, okay, you can, we'll fly you on a local stereo. And then you just go do regard once you get above like 10,000 feet. I'm like, sounds good. I don't even know what do regard is, but like, let's go. And so I did. I like 10,000 feet. I'm like, what could, you know, like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? So I just canceled, went do regard and flew towards where my tanker was supposed to be thankfully he we, was there we so. won the war you can do whatever you want yeah i'm like <laughs> am i coming through <laughs> yeah like if i get violated does anybody is anybody gonna get that email i don't think anybody's gonna get the email it, nobody knows who i am i don't even to, have a clearance so yeah they probably send it to okinawa one of your f-35s yeah. did <laughs> yeah. this. none of a, ours did like no it was an f-16 it's fine yeah that's yeah. crazy that's wild this is just single ship Island hop, single ship, yeah. The and most... then when I got to freaking Guam, I split from the tanker, and then they're like, then as soon as I get within radio contact of Guam approach, they're like extreme precipitation, you know, like twenty miles wide over the island. I'm like, well, I can't fly into that. And they're like, lightning within five miles of Anderson, and we're not allowed to fly within twenty five miles of lightning, still, because we're special and we weren't made very well. Yeah, well, well that's the, that's the good. No, 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 that is the fix. 20, within twenty five oh. is like. Just stiff the arm best it. it gets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't have the right modifications, I, I think it's even farther than 25. So I had to turn around, chase, sorry. Yeah. I had to turn around, call the tanker off his approach, like, and set up a refueling, like, mm. orbit. Uh, anyway, it was, it was like wild. So I, don't I you got have a to like have again. some kind of, uh, I know you have to have a fuel Al-trav. reserve for like, well, mm. oh, yeah, Altravs. Secondary divert or diverts because it's like an island, or you got to carry an hour of gas. There's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, here. you have to with AOSs. You have to have an hour of gas at your destination, mm-hmm. but that's not enough gas to go to another island. So maybe like Saipan. Well, actually, you can get to Saipan and Tinian. Yeah, so I probably could have gone to them, but they all had. Well, I'm not sure if they had thunderstorms, but the, dropping a jet it. into Tinian's not not ideal. It's not to play. Yeah, I don't know what happens when you do that, but I don't think I'd have gotten out of there. Maybe it'd have been nicer than Guam, though. I don't know. Yeah, but I got so, the gas. I I did. They didn't have an ILS, so I had to shoot a freaking TACAN down to Mins, and it was the most Mins I've ever. It was like you know in the simulator, like we're going like down to Mins minus fifty, like just see what happens. Like that's what I was like. I I pushed the power up, and I saw like a quick little rabbit light, and I'm like, that's a runway. But I had, like, on a TACAN, it's, they have two runways. Like, I don't know if it's the left one or the right one, but, like, runway environment, that's, like, 
You got I can it. IRC. I know. I can continue down. So I landed, and then the poor KC-135 behind me that had hooked me up goes Mr. Proch, and who knows where he ended up. But <laughs> that poor guy, like, he has to go. Like, oh, sorry, man. buddy. Yeah, it was a, it was a miserable day. Uh, and I did get stuck in Guam, so I never made it to freaking Palau. But I saw the pictures, and it looked pretty nice. That's I've heard it is nice. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so many rules that are like, this is hard and fast. Like, you cannot, you must have X, Y, and Z. You didn't have any of them. And turns out, you made it across the Pacific. That is the most ace thing I've ever heard of. Yes. Well, I think I followed all the rules for the record. Yeah, I mean, I followed all the rules. Yeah, you had you had an Altrav, you had dip clearance. Yeah, the Altrav <laughs> thing. Well, that's what Duregard. I'm pretty sure Duregard just means, you know, I'm I'm gonna do my thing, and I take responsibility for not hitting anybody. Yeah, that's pretty effectively. Much yeah, I think like there I are know. rules, but I don't know what they are. Sounds good. That weather, man. I mean, growing up me. in Misawa. Yeah. What's that? No, I was. Well, I was saying the do regard just not hit anyone. Like it's gonna be me, fat, dumb, and happy, putting food in the oven back there, <laughs> going over Guam. <laughs> That's that is true. I think I'd see a you know triple seven probably from maybe even visually, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, well, that reminded me of breaking out or uh, landing at men's. You know, one of those like you hit your men's and it's like. I'm deciding, I'm deciding, there's the runway. You know, that's uh, one of our buddies at Masawa. It was like, so for everybody who doesn't fly in, in Masawa, I think everybody, everywhere, they have like categories of how low you can fly. Like, hey, you can't fly lower than 500 feet or 300 feet above the ground. And then in Masawa, I think it was like, if you shot the PAR, which is effectively a verbal approach where they're like, turn right, turn left, descend, climb. Uh, you could fly down to a hundred feet and all you needed was a quarter mile visibility. <laughs> so yeah, nope. flying at 165 knots, like so fast. So uh, there were four guys on this approach. They weren't shooting the PAR. They were shooting an ILS. So it's like takes you down to 300 feet, 200 some feet. And uh, one, two, and three are all instructor pilots who can fly down all the way to like 200 feet. Three or no, four is a like 501 guy. And <laughs> no chance. Yeah. And I'm in the tower. So when you're flying at like an active duty base, you have one guy sit in the tower and he's the supervisor of flying. And he's like the ops group's representative of the flying program. What's happening? You're the eyes and ears. And so I can barely see the runway and I see like one jet roll out, a second jet roll out, a third jet roll out. And the fourth jet roll out. And I was like, whoo, that's uh <laughs> And the phone, I mean, the second I see the fourth aircraft, the phone starts ringing. And it's the group commander who also just saw the fourth aircraft. And he's like, who just landed? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure, sir. He's like, I know you know who just landed. <laughs> Tell me who number four was. And I was like, I think it was. And... He was so mad because he knew that that dude was like, I'm not going to be the one of four guys who diverts. Like it was far to Yokota. It was like 400 miles or something. Like it was not a short, uh, like hop over to Yokota, but turns out, yeah, it was a ragged bottom. You know, he just like found found a sucker hole and yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's a pocket every now and then. I mean, a solid yeah. number three there, not to kick him out. (laughs) So you can't get away with that in in the airliner world, right? Yeah, cool. You can land, you know, without ever seeing the runway. How crazy is that? Oh, Rain, we got you choppy. Still there? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I hear you guys. No, no. So I did. I did. Uh, Bender. We just. I just dropped an episode with uh, uh, Drago and my buddy Rowdy, and we could not hear Drago talk. I don't know if if Rain's talking now, but we could not hear Drago talk while we were recording. There you are. The whole Rain, thing. I lost yeah. you for a minute. I can hear you guys, so, you know. Yeah, he's back. We have to have some kind of technical glitch, right? Happening again. This is going to be too difficult to edit. You Thankfully, think, uh, it's not it, my job to do that. Yeah, so. that, that's why you do the intros. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, we totally oh, no. He's coming back. But either way, so Drago would start talking, and then halfway through this, like, really good statement he's making, he'd be like, so, 
<laughs> and so finally, <laughs> Rowdy and I are like, hey, man, we can't hear you. Turns out the recording got it perfectly. Just like you could hear him super clear. And so Rowdy and I seem like weirdos because we're like, hey, we can't hear you, man. And Drago's like in the middle of this very useful <laughs> statement. It's like, well, this is awkward. Um, That's awesome. Can you yeah, really? just like selectively edit me out, like my audio feed? Like when yeah. you're editing these things, you can just be like mute bender. Yep. Yeah, we can. I can do that. And uh, depending good. on how how aggressive the background noise is, you can like edit out the like. You can pick audio to edit out and stuff. There he is. Rain's back. The good news, what I've learned because we won't edit this out, is it just keeps recording. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't even need me. That happened on one leader. episode. Yeah, I just disappeared and came back, and yeah worked out great yeah i can hear you guys talking so just keep talking if i disappear and you know I'll, yeah but I'll it sounded like later. maybe you were telling a story yeah what were you saying mm. well what we're oh we're talking about oh the uh i was saying wait, wait what a solid number three not yeah. to kick number yeah. four out to make sure number four landed or what is what a solid number three to not kick That's number right. four out so no one talked who, about where they know. broke out until yeah. Bender, I think you were in that flight. I was gonna say, like, I, yeah. I wasn't number three, right? Like, yeah, well, doesn't sound like me. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, that's that's the the same. So, if anybody doesn't know, Masawa is just has such bad weather. I mean, the weather is, I don't know. It's not even surprisingly bad. It is just consistently bad weather. And there was a standard jets break while you're in Alaska, and two people are flying home, and they are like two hours out and the same OG I'm in the tower again, for some reason, the OG calls me and he's like, Hey, the AOS, whatever their call sign was, is a couple hours out. They will not shoot the approach because the weather was so bad. I'm sitting in the tower and I cannot see the infield grass between me and the runway, which is on the other side of the infield grass, like less than a quarter mile of this. And he's like, do not let them even start the approach. Because the whole get out of jail free was like, if I've commenced a portion of the approach, I can at least try the approach, even if the weather's below my mints. And then, you know, somehow you just broke out at your mints. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, don't let them start the approach. Like, don't even entertain it. So they call me on the radio like 30 minutes later. And they're like, dude, I don't want to talk about weather. We're going to be on the approach soon. <laughs> And I was like, he was like, <laughs> yeah, legitimately. I was Don't like, these radios are recorded by the way. But, uh, like I was like, the OG has already called and said <laughs> he will not let you shoot the, like to not let you shoot the approach. And so they flew from Ielsen all the way to Yakota. And he was not a fan. Like they were oh, granted, like they spent weeks trying to get those jets over to Misawa just to divert to Yakota for probably uh, a few more days. Real suboptimal. Who was that? That was uh um oh. uh, Haas. Haas. Yeah. Okay. Haas and Kazi, I think, were the two that were flying it. And yeah, he That's was funny. which rightfully so, but yeah, he was he was not pumped. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I pulled Oh yeah. Terrible. Just that sounds you know, terrible. Bender, I was I was realizing while you told that story. Um so the Air National Guard normally has their own iron has their own bases all those kind of things the reserve a lot of times will like integrate with an active duty base your tdy seems very active duty like that hopping around doing all those things that was very uh, that does not sound like chill like reserves lifestyle the palau part did yeah but you never actually most of them were there yeah yeah (laughs) i did find that i did find the bingo though oh nice Bender's like the bro in there. Bender's like the one each reservist, yeah. right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. How, many, a, how many reservists were on that? No, it was all reservists. So it was supposed to be. It, well, it was a it, Flash would have to tell Uh-oh. the drama of the whole thing. But it was supposed to be all reservists, 18. Oh, I shouldn't talk numbers probably, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it didn't end up happening. <laughs> a certain amount of jets were supposed to go. All reservists. So it was like all hands on deck. <laughs> Plus, we were going to bring some active duty to make sure we could have enough pilots. And then it was like, no, let's have it be active duty led with reservists, you know, filling in a certain, like a third of the jets. And then it was uh, turned off. And then it was just take the 
six jets and only reserves. Anyway, so it ended up six jets, only reservists. But all the flail and all that stuff that, you know, happened from the active duty getting involved, that, that still lingered. So that was, you know, that's, I think, is why we went to Alaska and why I ended up. Because the active duty maintenance is who uh, supported us, I think. Anyway, that's how I ended up in Guam, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, a, a reserve maintainer, I mean, they're not going to, they're going to be in Palau with everybody else. Like, they're not looking to chill in Guam. Anyway, so... Yeah, it was it was all reservist pilots. It was actually a really, I think they had a great time. The exercise part was rough, um, making it all kind of happen. But as far as the location and all that, it was pretty good. Not bad. It's not Singapore, but pretty close. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, literally, it was incredibly. warm. Warm, humid. Warm. Plus, Guam had just had their typhoon, so it was like a disaster area. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's like looking at Florida after a hurricane. Like the tree, all the trees. Well, none of the palm trees had palms anymore, so it was just like bare trees across the entire island. And then I got there because I was two weeks delayed. At least my hotel had like figured out their power and flooding, so it, you know there's consistent power. But there was like power had been out for days and days, so like mold was growing in certain parts of the hotel, like everywhere. I mean. It was just a, it was a mess, generally. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, it sounds like maybe it worked yeah. out for you then. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it could have been the Middle East. Let's, so yeah, exactly. All in all... Which, worst place yeah. to, I thought the Middle East was shutting down. Duck. It's not shutting down. <sighs> like, what the heck? Promises <laughs> were made. On, it just keeps yeah. on going. It just keeps on going. I'm I don't know there. where. <laughs> Promises were made. I don't know. I wonder. I guarantee they're not doing much. Last person I talked to that was out there, they said they're not doing much. They are chilling. But, but they're not there. in Palau. Not chilling. There's, that no. can't happen. They're sweltering. They are sweltering. They're dying. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not my uh, that's not my <laughs> climate. You know, I'm not the I'm not the 115 guy. I'm not the 95 percent humidity. I'm the I'm the Eielson where the yeah. the sun doesn't set and it's like 75 and that's pretty chill. Yeah, you get excited about the book Twilight. You're like, yeah, these are it's my people. cold up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the winners, yeah, the winners in Ielson, not for me. You know, I'm a be a snowbird in that way. Yeah, I feel like Elmendorf might be a little more of a happy medium. You know, it still gets cold. Sun doesn't really set in the summertime, right? But it's just a yeah. little bit further south. Which do you hop doable. through there very often with uh, your job? I go through there a good bit. I, I mean, Anchorage is, I like Anchorage. Super nice, especially in the summertime. A little methy, but you know, True. what city's not methy it, these it days? It is very methy. Yeah, you watch out when you're walking down the street, but <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of sad, and, you know. Uh, just, yeah, just watch out. Well, like going to Honolulu, Waikiki, like that's pretty methy, uh, walking on the beach. Like, I've heard like states like ship people to uh, Hawaii because it's like yeah, warm. Yeah, you know, Homeless people I don't know if that's true. Wanky is a wild ride at night. I mean, that, that place, the cops yeah. are everywhere. They are yeah. out and about. Up. Yeah. Well, meth and, is problematic. Yeah, they need that tourist money. You know, you can't have, yeah, yeah, you can't have your tourists getting shanked. So That was a uh, climate falls. Out there. That, was a little, that was pretty methy, too. 
you know, I thought like, it wouldn't get any worse coming from New Mexico. I mean, that's like Breaking Bad was like filmed out there. But yeah, it was like, oh, sure enough. Firebirds. It's like a grocery store. Not the spot. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, yeah, I guess apparently. it depends on what you're in the market for. Uh, <laughs> Klamath is getting F-35s, they right? Are. That's yeah. on the list to get F-35s. Yeah, oh, I mean, speaking of which, Fresno might be. Did you hear about the drama yeah. at Fort Worth? Ah, I don't are, know what's appropriate for broke chats and what's not. But oh, it's all appropriate. There might be some reshuffling of where the F-35s are going, let's just say Ew. that. Well, it turns yeah. out the uh, C model is coming apart at the seams. So uh, it could use a replacement sooner rather than later. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the EX was on the docket. And then now it may change as the plan has changed multiple times. So it's not like there's been a one plan plan. Uh, but yeah, I could, I could see the F 35. I mean, they could use me in the 35, you know what I mean? Like they, they're like, let's put the 35 in Fresno specifically Clearly. for Vader to get some fifth gen love, you know, cause yeah. I could use some stealth because that my RCS and my new airplane is rather large. So, yep. Yeah, and uh, the, tennis court. the other day, oh man. So the other day, this is a very weird thing. Bender, I don't know if you've experienced this. So I was flying BFM, just uh, getting after it, doing loaded uh, maneuvering. So like stalling out the airplane and then stomping on the rudders and just like seeing what happens. And I'm like winning. And I was like, oh, sick. Here we go. And I'm getting close to the floor. And so like <laughs> I go to take my foot off the rudder. And then unload a little bit to break the stall so the plane starts to fly again because I'm approaching the simulated ground. And I don't break the stall. And the plane's not flying anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, we're like 9,000 feet with average terrain, like 4,000 feet. So I'm like at the 5,000 foot. And I like unload a little more. And the jet's not like flying out of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, the plane's not flying. Uh, what do we do when the plane's not flying? So, uh, classic max relax roll. And, uh, but yeah, I like unload and finally get flying airspeed and fly away after I kill myself on the simulated floor. And, uh, I was like, well, that's, that's a new one. I don't know. Have you seen that in the 35 doing, I don't know, high I've alpha sunk, stuff? I've sunk through the floor, but no, it won't let you. I mean, yeah. I, you can't high off it to a stall, but it's, it just gets back as soon as you let go of that button. F35 oh, yeah. is. It's so gentlemanly. I, I mean, I knew it was, but it's just put me to sleep in the last, like, three years. Like, when I was doing the AOS with the Viper, like, they're all, like, you know, fuel check. I forgot all of this, but, you know, like, they got to spin, like, four needles and do some math. I can't remember how to do it. But they're, like, <laughs> like That's whatever, 11, 7, whatever, like, four numbers, <laughs> like, feeding, <laughs> centerline dry. And one's like, yeah. oh, I got right tank slow to feed. And one's like, left tank, like trap, like 2,000 pounds of trap fuel. Meanwhile, like the F-35 fuel page doesn't even want you to know what's going on. It's like, okay, I'll show you some numbers. There's nothing you can do about them. You can't like balance any fuel tanks. Like there's no options. Uh, so the F-35 is just like, I got it. So I'm just like, I got 11.7, everybody. <laughs> and I don't know what's feeding and what's not. It's just going to take care of it for me. Anyway, you, you got to work so hard in the F-16 for everything you got like you were saying like you gotta fuse all the sensors yourself you gotta like calculate your gas figure out how to balance it all yeah Yeah. external gas tanks where you had more gas internal than they had with three external gas gas tanks yeah i did it was great that's crazy would you get gas faster than them yeah i think so i think so i don't know i think it can take gas so to speak faster so i think the pump rate can be higher out of the tankers Plus one of them, I won't say any names. Uh, I doubt they listen to this, but one of them fell off the boom every. And we had thirteen ARs or twelve, so it was a lot of ARs. And he was off the boom at least two times per AR, to the point where the flight leads like, "Look, dude, we're all gonna miss our MRB fuel because you can't get gas. Like this has got to stop." <laughs> He's already like <laughs> thirty-four six packs into this thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was it was pretty funny, pretty brutal. Yeah, that's you don't want to be that guy. We've been no, I've been that guy before. I think we've all been that guy. I High mean, stakes. my call sign is kind of that guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Usually, 
you get you get one of them right like you, you get like one yeah. aos movement to be that guy but really like half of one aos Kinda movement just to be that guy. yeah you figure it out after like four or five i think yeah at first you have no idea what you're doing nor does the person who like taught you yeah. you're kind of like oh this is my sight picture in the viper that's yeah. not right that's in the C model, I'm I'm still just kind of like figuring it out, just like out there vibing, you know, like yeah, that's good enough. You gotta like no, uh, yeah, they the talk mirror, about that it. would mess like, me up. Your right? center the guys are saying like yeah, your center uh, mirror is supposed to check like the the green apple on the like boom. So everybody, there's like colors where it's like red, yellow, green, yellow, red uh, for like so you want to be in the middle where the green is. So you can like use your center mirror, which I always forget about uh for the green apple and then your left mirror you can actually see your ar port and they're like yeah once you get close you can like look in the mirror and like see them plug in and i'm like why don't i just look at the tanker it's quite quite the big indicator <laughs> on right. if i'm getting closer or farther so like you can depending on the tanker the right engine is like half cut off by the canopy bow because we have one of those uh so i just kind of like slice that engine in half and i like look at the indicator lights and i'm like we're in the ballpark and turns out the most difficult part about tanking is staying right of center on the tanker but not too far right just a little right so like you want to you effectively want to put like your nugget in line with the edge of the fuselage of the airplane so you can't line up on that big yellow strip that goes all the way down the bottom of the tanker? No, 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 no. not for me. That's where I want to line up my AR door, and I'm going to be right of it. And uh, so that is the thing. Like, I feel, you know, that, uh, what is that flight thing that it's called, like, the hand of God or whatever, where it feels like you're always banking or wanting to bank? I do that the entire time <laughs> I get gas. Trying to I just, like, yeah, I slowly, like, want to lean left. And I like, I'm thinking about like putting in clicks of right trim to stop me from cheating left because it's, that's like the only difficult part. Like jet flies well, it's just, just right. That would be, that would be trippy, not lining up on center line, right? Cause like everything you do in the world, like you want to line up on center line. And then I would think the mirror, like I would see it and it's gonna be like an opposite input. Like, like oh, I just need to move a little bit yeah. to the right. And then, oh, yeah, that, yeah, I, now I'm way too far over. Oh. Uh, random, Bender, you'll appreciate this. I haven't released the episode yet, but Bobbitt, he's an F-35B guy I interviewed. I did give him grief for the canopy bow or on behalf of the United States Air Force, thank him. I n- never have the dealt, I've never dealt with that, you know, but I know that's for you. And now Vader's got to be a problem, but he yeah. did it to me. He didn't really do it to you, Vader. He Which did it Bender, have you noticed, Bender, that the canopy bow is surprisingly small? Like out of the cockpit visibility, it's maybe 5% of the entire canopy area. And it, 90% of the time, it's in the way. You're like, where <laughs> yeah. did that guy go? Oh, yeah. he's behind the canopy bow. Yeah. And you're like, how? There's like Why? 20 to 30 degrees off your nose is like an important place for fighters. Weird, yeah. So they're just like, let's just put a piece of metal 20 to 30 degrees. Like, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's right. Where the tanker, like the perfect spot for me on a KC-135, of course, like the lights are under the canopy bow. It's like, why not? Same. Yeah. Yeah, I do this when I'm getting gas. I like like duck down so I can (laughs) see under the canopy bow to see the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, piece of crap. Canopy bow. Hey, thanks. If only they could make a canopy that didn't require to have a seam that brought two pieces of If that technology together. existed. Oh, I don't maybe. even... Nah, I'm probably... I say a lot oh, of yes. wrong things. We need Billy back. In yeah. my mind, I'm like, I think they just... It just feels like they just... It was one piece of glass, and they just, like, glued a piece of metal. Like, just for the fun of it. That's what I think the F-35 is. Well, they had to do it because of the, uh, the B model, you know? The, the B model needed forward, the right? ability to have yeah. the yeah. ejection... If, yeah, if um, you know, you need to be able to hit the bird doing 500 knots, or whatever. But if they lost the motor at like 75 feet hovering, there wasn't enough time to get the canopy yeah. off. Yeah, so it does have the deck cord, or, right? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I think it opens forward because of the because it couldn't open back because of the F35B. Oh, the forward piece. I don't know. Yeah. Again, well, I yeah, say that's a lot the of lift wrong fan things about thing, the F35. Right? Yeah, the lift fan sitting yeah. down there. Woms are open. Woms so, are totally open. The which, uh, 
Yeah. There's a yeah, test pilot so- in my squadron now that just I'm just like, I am so stupid. Every time I'm around him, like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. He knows everything about this airplane. That's good. He should. He's a test pilot. That's true. He built it. Well, he tested everything on it. The uh, the other day I was landing and no indication of uh, malfunction. And uh, I touched down uh, a little extra space between me and the guy landing in front of me. And I step on the brakes and nothing happens. And I was like, and I'm like staring down the burner cans of the dude Always stopping in front like, of me. And I like step on the brakes and nothing still happens. Luckily I remembered where the anti-skid switch was. And this jet has a pulser option, which is like 50, 50 on off. So it's just like a poor man's anti-skid. Like you can't skid them because it just like stops your impulse every, you know, 50% of the time. So that like slows me down. And I was like, Hey, look at that fun. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was the landing. Worked out. Jeez. I've had, I've had a couple of those. Not where you want to be in life. It's a really, it's an uncomfortable feeling when you apply brakes, mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. I argue I, it's a spot you don't want to be in in life. And the, so the whole reduced runway separation. This is something because that AIB just came out with the F thirty five. See, I always, if it wasn't like a large force exercise or multiple formations coming back to the pattern call me a wimp but like i never like landed three thousand feet behind someone i was like nah you know what i mean like 4500 6 000. like it's gonna be fine like we're not recovering 60 jets now if we're recovering 60 jets all right be a champion but i'm like why do i need to buy this extra risk sounds like that might have been a little factor with the that yeah, 35 that little, little verbal bobble yeah. uh so the, I oh yeah another report had come out yeah yeah it it came out last week Weight yeah. turbulence and then the jet just doing whatever it decided yeah. to do and then it's I'm like, the captain now. Math, 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 math. But it really needed him. <laughs> Why did you do all that math? Like, stop <laughs> <it>. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just keep doing what you're doing. Overriding math It's like <laughs> fly level. You know, like why isn't that the like the safety feature? <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything. Yeah, I never yeah, got trained in the, the sum of all my inputs equals like straight and level flight. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like do less, do <laughs> less. But that's why, you know, sometimes I see stuff like that and I'm like, ah, the cu- computer's got a long way to go before they start taking over stuff. Like the whole chat GBTs or like uh, mid journey, which uh, Ray and I assume you've used that. I think you've said you've used that too. And yeah, they're like the AI yeah. things. You like ask them, to make stuff or do something and you're like, all right, um, we got a couple years. So. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not quite there. Yeah. You know, we're good. Gotta, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. So it's very helpful sometimes, but our I kids like are zoom- screwed, but we're yeah, pretty good. Like we're nailing it. Yeah. I like zooming in on uh, AI pictures because the closer you look, the more weird things look. <laughs> It was, I saw a picture, it was like a house. It was like this really cool house with like a whole wall of windows. And then you like zoom in on some like fern or some plant, but the plant's uh, like leaf is going through the window and it's like on both sides of the window in the picture. And you're like, and the more you like pick around, you know, the AI is like, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up here, man. Like, what do you want from me? Uh, maybe it's just like, that's what you're going to see in the future. Or, yeah. like, or just you wait for it. We got plants that go through. Yeah, that's the future. Or it's lulling. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'll say it's like lulling us to sleep. You know, it's like this comfort. Like, yeah, we're not smart enough to like take over the world. Oh. And it's just like, boom. It flips the switch and then we're Birth- killing each other. Or like birthday cards. Machines are just right? birthday cards. Birthday cards. Birthday cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greeting cards. Birthday cards. They're, they're going to get oh, you. Greeting cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. I thought you had Mother's Day Rain, cards. I saw yeah. you had uh, the girl from the, what was she, the Loadmaster? Voodoo. From? Yeah. No, she's yeah. a pilot. Oh, she's Hatch. a pilot? Yeah. That was. Yeah, Voodoo. Yeah. That was awesome. Hatch. I just had, I had Voodoo, and I just did a uh, release with AP, who he was the air mission commander. That was the most recent episode for Out of Afghanistan. That one, I know I'm sure you listened to it. Here's the short story of it that I think you guys will appreciate. It was like them leaving Kabul on the last night and the Taliban had jumped over the fence. They're all blacked out, you know? 
And he goes, you know, the Taliban's just standing there. You see one of their MVGs, and they're just waving. You know, it's like they knew what the middle finger was. That's what it would be. Basically Jeez, that's crazy. Like, yeah, surreal. You know, you think about like all the amount of time, effort, blood. Yeah, bent over there. Missed opportunity. We should have been like, ended. we're all gonna like chaotically leave this day, and then the Taliban comes and then we just gun them all down. Like, how did yeah. we screw that up? Yeah, bummer. No, that was a, the voodoo episode. Right. I haven't listened to APs yet. I'm excited to do it. The voodoo episodes, legit. It's good stuff. So everybody should listen to it. They probably already have. I, yeah. I had a couple more like reach out. I'm trying to get, it's t- as you guys see, we're having a few uh, internet issues traveling around. Turns out hotel Wi-Fi is not that great. And then I'm on the road for another week, but I've had a couple of different like load masters and stuff reach out. I mean, all these people have these, wild stories like i can't imagine having been on the ground you know the chaos that ensued just what that was like and hearing that to me is it's pretty profound so hopefully capture yeah. a few more of those stories yeah that is why crazy it's been two well, years you think, someone needs to yeah you you fly fighters and you think you're going to be the one like dealing with bad guys and in the thick of it and stuff and like there are no no fighters to be found just heavies doing what you think seems like a benign task and then they find themselves in one of the most hardcore settings of all you know and you know hats off to that community because i was like i'm sure you guys have heard it c17 community typically like the answer is to q3 someone if they do something wrong so you know, now they're going to go get a new check ride it's a ding on their record etc i think we all we've talked about it like that was seeing those C 17s leave with like 800 people on board. Then AP talks about that crew taking off, like taxing down the runway, and then seeing, you know, basically half the runway is consumed with Apaches and crowds and just being champions, being pilots, making a judgment call and taking off and doing that. Because you feel like the culture often reverts back to like CYA and, uh, well, we don't, it's this, this, and this is not done or it's against the AFIs, but they all made. Uh, phenomenal calls and, and made it happen, I think. So the fact that they got rewarded with DFCs, I think was well-earned. Like, yeah. Being champions, that's what you get paid for. Yeah. Use judgment, make good decisions. Make the best decision you can with information. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. Know? And I wonder how much they knew it was going to be like that, you know? Like when you're, you're going into like troops in contact or you're going into like going to combat, you kind of have an idea of, all right, it's going to be crazy. But, you know, it's, it, I, I doubt they expected that it was going to be, that was going to be their experience, you know? Yeah, AP talks about that. They, they had no idea. I think the first C-17 just got surrounded, and then the second one stayed buttoned up because the first one, you know, they opened up the door, and it was just crowds, like, flooding onto the plane. And, like, what do you, like, yeah, like you said, you're like, you don't expect that. You, like, lower the ramp, and it's, like, some, maybe one or two loadmasters back there, and it's just yeah. chaos. Turns out, like we hadn't said, uh, we're leaving on this date. You probably wouldn't have had all this chaos that ensued. Whatever, here it is. But I'd say hats off to all those C seventeen crews who made all that happen because that was not that was a spot I would not want to be in. Sure. Well, especially uh, I want to hear some of the special ops stories too because I I was trying to get a family out, and so I was like reaching out to everybody that I knew that was over there. I finally got Mace got me in contact with a guy that had gotten some of the her contacts out. Anyway, when I reached him, it had already, he was like, dude, the last Chuck's gone. Like, you would have, you know, he wasn't being a jerk. He was like, ah, like 24 hours ago, I could have done something for you. But his stories were like crazy too. They were like landing there and then like going into town with like their little team. It's like driving into town or like to the address that they were given by somebody like me who's like, hey, this family lives here. Like, I want them out. I had to go like pick them up, drive them back to the base and throw them on their airplane. Like completely uncontrolled and like fly them out and then go do it again, go do it again, go do it again. Like it's, it's crazy what they were, what they were doing. It's awesome though, like you said, it's like, it's just awesome to see like that many athletes just making stuff happen. Yeah. Probably never hear a lot of those stories or yeah, yeah, yeah none of them. So wild, pretty it's wild. I've never done anything like that. To. I want stories like that. Dang it. We've had we've had good stories. Not a whole lot yeah, of saving life uh, story. Well, maybe some saving life. Yeah, you know, we did some stuff. Yeah, we did some yeah. stuff. We, not not that kind of stuff. Not no. That. Well, one time, like in 
when we were in Syria, or not Syria. Well, I guess we were in Jordan. Anyway, they those Yazidis is that they yeah the forty thousand people on that mountain. Yeah, watching Sinjar? those same thing like yeah Sinjar, watching yeah. the heavy dudes go in there like completely blacked out, hundred feet low levels to go like airdrop them water and food. Like that was pretty cool. We well, protected was, them a couple nights. Which I don't know if we already knew that they were there. Like we, the greater we, the Kaok knew. But one day, like, Crack and I were just flying around, and I was like, look at all these people. And then, like, we had no clue who they were. I was like, gosh, there's so many cars. It was just, like, on this hillside or mountain, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, weeks later, it was like, oh, this is, a, this is a, like, whole airdrop thing and all that. And I was like, this is crazy. I mean, I'm not saying I found them all and everybody knows about it because of me, but saying. But maybe, like, it's hard <laughs> to know. <laughs> I mean, you know me. I didn't tell anybody. I just I just came back and had some midnight meal and called it a day. But Well, um, anything that moved at that point, I was like, oh, that is definitely ISIS. <laughs> like, I think that's a woman and her kids. I'm like, it could be, but it looks like possibly ISIS. Good like it. It looks like an ISIS woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an ISIS woman. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's. That was a wild time. I mean, because Rain, you just swapped out. Yeah, Rain. With us. Well, you were like hardcore into the Syria part of that, which we, we caught just a little bit of that, but you you guys like leveled yeah. towns in a good way. You guys you guys started out, cause, but I remember Bender, you were, like, you, you were showing me around, and we went into the, in the vault, and you're like, you just started talking about Kabani and what it was. Cause I think you were showing me this targeting pod footage. It was ISIS, and they were doing these fire raid drills do you remember this like it was like a stream of maybe like 60 of them walking down the street and they would just be practicing these fire these uh, air raid drills and they would just scatter you know someone would say something they would scatter and then they come back together and they'd walk down the street yeah, do you remember yeah. This? that was uh uh who was that that dropped don't that bomb it. yeah I don't oh know. yeah i can't say yeah we probably yeah, shouldn't keep say his that name one. oh yeah i know i know i remember yeah that. yeah he won some special awards but yeah but when they uh but when they came back together for like the fourth time, and then that was like time out for, I don't yeah, know, like yeah. two GPU 38s. Yeah, okay, yeah. 3854, just a little crowd pleaser. That is a wild video. Yeah. Just boom. They should not have been ISIS. Yeah. Uh, we should find yeah. that on, maybe that one's yeah, on that was, DVIDs. That was the start of it. Yeah. DVIDs, yeah, you think it'd be on there? You think that's on DVIDs? I, I doubt it. The, yeah, Cent, like Centcom, no, well, no, Centcom puts all those ones out. I felt like CentCom put a bunch of those out, like starting like the middle of our deployment. Like that was a pretty regular thing. They would pump them out there. If you go to the CentCom website, there's some media tab that you can, yeah. it'd probably take you forever to find it, but uh, they sanitize it. That one's a it, classic. You know? that, one, that one needs to go down in history. You need to preserve yeah. that. That might be the single most enemy killed in action with a single like weapons release. Yeah. Probably is. Was- well, except for, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those were. Yeah, those are pretty big. Did you guys see Oppenheimer? I haven't seen it yet. No? I've not. That's yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's got to be weird, like, having created a weapon that destructive, and then, you know, it's just, it's a lot of destruction. You've I did go. Barbie, though, right? Did you guys go to Nagasaki or Hiroshima no. when you were in Japan? I did. I went to Hiroshima in May, down for the day. Look at it. It's kind of weird. I mean, or Erie is a better way because they have the building that was essentially ground zero that's still standing, and they have all the rubble, or not all the rubble, but there's a significant amount of rubble that is around the building. It's just like a little time capsule. That's pretty wild. That is. Yeah, Iwakuni, I think, is pretty close. Yeah. So we've been to Iwakuni, but never, never to Hiroshima. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a day trip. I mean, I wouldn't go back uh, unless someone really wanted to yeah, go. I think but it's it was important to see stuff. Like you appreciate that. the obviously the yeah, yeah, the gravity of. It's like going to concentration camps in Europe. It's heavy, you know. And it's not yeah. pleasant by any yeah. means, but it's important to recognize what happens. It's crazy that how I don't know. Like we all went to like combat, you know, and we fly around and. There's no good guys around and everything's via video and all that. And then you look at World War II and Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm, like all that where it was like legit ground game and uh, and how destructive it was versus like, uh, like 
I dropped a 54 on a, on a like abandoned vehicle. Sick. You know, like it's just a very different experience <laughs> they had, they had. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, like world war two, you know, you're going city by, I mean, leveling cities. Um, yeah, just a different, different fight. I'll say Kabani, I mean, that we went block by block. I mean, over in the U S and the allies over the course of a year or so. Yeah. I'm not sure Kabani is, I wonder what that looks like these days. I'm not sure that's around Probably anymore. Not. Probably not. We, one of my, there's one concrete plant that was like out to the Southeast. I don't know if you guys remember, it was a huge concrete plant. They're going to need it. And I just saw about like eight years or eight months ago, that company, I think it's a French company, got a huge fine by the U.S. Department of Justice because they were paying off ISIS to keep the plant open, which I'm like, I, like, why would you keep that plant open? Or like, what is the need yeah. there? Other than the rebuilding huh. phase, but it's a massive plant. So you didn't I won't bomb say that name, thing, huh? I don't want to get sued. No, we didn't touch that. But they would be in and around, like, towards the, I want to say maybe... December or January timeframe. I'm probably messing that that up, but you know, it, it's moved from west to east in the city and then further south, like just migrating over the course of time, which was closer to that. So occasionally there'd be some activity that would occur around there, but you wouldn't do anything, at least that I'm aware of, around the or in the concrete plant. Hmm, I think that yep. thing's probably still standing. There's a a building called like the Under Armour building. It looked like an Under Armour logo. <laughs> I don't know how many bombs like Vipers put into that, but I mean, I watched the B1 one day put Jeez. in like 16 GBU-31s yeah. into it. Phenomenal <laughs> construction. Uh, Built very sturdy. It's like, not going anywhere. The, uh, well, that's what, that was the comical thing. Like, I was there my last sortie uh, on that first deployment um, some night, and it was, it was just crazy. Like, this building was, it was like a, like the concrete plant or something similar. Like it was think like the biggest hospital building you like, you know, three story buildings, like 10 story buildings, three story buildings, just a huge compound. And it's like two F 16s with like four, like 500 pound bombs each. And they're like, we want to level this building. What do you guys think? And we are like, <laughs> I don't know. Call somebody else. Like I don't. We were. We weren't going to tell them no. But we yeah, were like, like we're gonna yeah, give we got the bombs shot. for you. Like we just <laughs> right. laughed to each other and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we can help you. Out. We got you. We got you. But you're like, you don't. Okay, well, whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to uh, drop them because anything. no reason to take them home. Yeah, don't want to bring them home. We weapon here 39s all the time. Obviously, that's like that's our seed weapon, or whatever. It yeah. cracks me up, and it, maybe it, it'll probably work. I'm sure it'll work. But we're like, okay. We're just gonna launch two of these things at this critical node, and it'll be gone. But I've seen like, you know, I've seen GBU twelves shack the turret of a T seventy tank or whatever, go off high order, and then the tank is just like one of our buddies put one on in Iraq or whatever, and the tank is just a tank. It's like still there. I'm like, I'm not sure two GBU thirty nines are gonna do anything to anybody. Like to be completely honest, like yeah. Well, have you like? I would say my. Second to last sortie, I was dropping 38s. Um, the DO, he was dropping all 39s. And there's like two separate uh, facilities. So we're separated. So like we went there and they're separated like four or five miles. So like I went off, did my attack. He did his attack. So like watching, oh, I, can't, I dropped and I came back and I filmed his. The overpressure from those 39s, and maybe it was just the way that building, I mean, it's probably the way that building was built. I mean, the roofs went off the building. Tires were going everywhere. Probably just pack full of hmm. yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not the smartest cool guy weapon. around to comment on know. how weapons work. But you know, the times I'm like, yes, this is gonna be awesome, and it like blows up, and I'm like, dang it, that looks like a truck still. <laughs> like, why? <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> I want no pieces left. Like, I've seen wah, the movies. Wah. They're supposed to be like nothing except for a hubcap just rolling down the street or whatever. Yeah. Well, that was like uh, our do. <laughs> He got, uh, we were supposed to drop and it was like this tractor trailer hauling a Humvee and we were going to drop on it while it was like going down the highway. And I was like, oh, this is going to be some mayhem. And then they're like, wait, yeah, they were like, wait a second. We're going to see if they go to some 
unknown weapons cache. And it's like, yeah, there's always some unknown. Turns out he parks in a neighborhood. So they're like, bombs are off. No more bombs. So it's like the darkest night. And uh, the Dio is, he's like, I'm going to, they clear him to strafe. He hits it with one bullet. Literally, you see all the bullets hit the road. And then you just see one part of the tractor trailer brighter than the rest of it. And you're like, nailed it. One bullet. Sure enough, like 45 minutes later, that one hotspot is now a larger hotspot. And whatever it hit caught on fire. So like two hours later, the entire tractor trailer is this massive inferno. And I was like, I have weapons effects achieved. Like the, <laughs> yeah. you got them. That's perfect. <laughs> BDA one, one tractor trailer yeah. truck destroyed. Uh, and, and, and terrain denial on the, on the road with yeah. the rest of the bullets. Gosh. Uh, yeah. The whole terrain denial. Dropping GBU 54s on a road. Yes, they're like, aren't they just going to yeah. drive around that? Yeah, yeah probably. But, there's no way to, yeah. there's no way to win right. at dropping on drop. terrain to now. Cause if you miss the center point of the road, it's like, you're the guy who <laughs> didn't even hit a road and you're like, it is <laughs> circular air percentage of the bomb. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to miss a little, but yeah, the, uh, that was class. I dropped one of those. I was like, I cannot miss like I, this is more high stakes than any other bomb because if I miss a road, in the middle of the desert, I'm going to look like a fool. Yeah, that's like the big, yeah. biggest fear of all. Can't go back. You can't. Just looking dumb in front of everybody else. I'll <laughs> that's get shot right. at. Like, whatever, shoot your SA-20 on me. That's totally fine. Yeah. Maybe I get shot down, maybe I don't. But I do not want to miss with this bomb. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's worse than death. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to sound good on the radio, too. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, if you lost your motor, lost your wing, we're going to die, I mean... That last radio call yep. better make you sound really mm-hmm. cool because that's going to be played back. Yeah. Everyone's going to hear yeah. you and judge you. It's true. Based on that radio call. It's all call. you'll be remembered a, for. I missed an entire island once in my our <laughs> yeah. in Guam. You remember that? I don't know. I kind of tried to keep the story kind of quiet, but I had two Mark 84s. I'm like, this is, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, you get the 284s. This is going to be sick. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. But I had the only drops I'd done for the past like year because at B course you do just like, GB12 stuff. We're like dive glides. So there's this little target island in the middle of the Pacific, uh, and you're only supposed to... Anyway, they try to protect most of it, which doesn't make sense, but you can hit a certain spot of it. So we're like pappy peeling to... So we like circle it, and then we're like, okay, let's go. Like, green up, and we dive down. And my fly lead drops his, and it's like he shacks or whatever. And then I just go into a dive glide mentality or whatever. So I pull up the dive glide, like toss stuff, hammer down and these are 84 so they're obviously not going to do what lgbs do and then i start my pull up or whatever and i just sling these things then i go bump bump i'm like yeah this is awesome and i'm like something does not feel right right <laughs> but i like, get my nose high like tip over to like watch what happens and then just off the island these two massive you know like ten thousand foot geysers uh on the <laughs> beach just like boosh, like turtles and whales and dolphins are flying <laughs> like i just missed an entire island with the two best bombs this jet can yeah. drop. Like it, it's a narrow, uh, it's a narrow island. It's a narrow island. Oh. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. horizontal. <laughs> oh, wow. Story that well, you you couldn't even hit an island. Like, yeah, gosh, well, it turns out time. that that was a trend. We had uh, the next time we went, Actually, we, we had lot, yeah. one of the IPs in the squadrons, but he had GBU tens. He dropped two GBU tens, and the one no impact area was these caves and he i mean it was like it was the target he shacks the caves <laughs> and it starts out as like it's these islands with these like overhangs that these like i don't know endangered birds or something live in and he drops and then after the explosion you can just see instead of these like overhangs it's just this opening now and you could see this entire new section of the island and you're like oh that's so bad Best part was combat camera was in his back seat. Uh, oh, right. yeah, too good. Uh, oh, that's amazing. All right, well, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Sorry to uh, ruin the party, but I gotta get going. No, I think that was, that was perfect. Yep, I agree. It was fun. All right. 
Hopefully, we'll see what happens when all this uh, uploads. You know, I probably have no video, no audio, but I think you guys had a yeah. great conversation. I was happy was to be here. Hearing some of it. Yeah, always. Yeah. Cool. See you. Right, see happy you. to serve. All right. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.